This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle, Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I'm stirring the cauldron with my new friend, Noemi. She is a solitary witch who's been practicing for over 22 years with no actual religion, just a strong bond with deities, earth, nature, and all the elements. She's very drawn to mystical creatures, unicorns, fairies, and especially mermaids. Part of her path right now is making her craft a way of life, not just a part of her life. Mentoring, guiding, Reiki, and divination. She she loves finding ways to make everything in her daily life magic. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I believe that witchcraft and spirituality should be down to its basic elements and what the earth provides for us, what universe provides for us. It's not something that can be purchased. It's not something that you you should be able to go to the nearest store and buy. Um, you have to believe in it and create it. That is exactly the term that came to mind when you started talking. It's a creation. Yes, it is. Uh, How'd you get when I... Oh, go ahead. How did you get started on this path? <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Many years ago, um, I had a friend when I was living in Philadelphia, and he ended up in jail. He wanted to get out. So he told me to go to a friend of his. And I went there to her. And she was a witch. And she had me go and find, I think it was a pigeon she wanted. So you should have seen me in Philadelphia trying to catch one of these pigeons with a milk crate and a stick, trying to pull the stick until the pigeon went into the crate. Lo and behold, eventually I got the pigeon. And I took it to her. And she did her thing. And then like a week or two later, he was out. I said, yeah, that's for me. I love it. So how did you start learning? In Philadelphia, it was so much easier to learn because it was by word of mouth. And this was, again, over 20 years ago, internet wasn't as easily accessible with information then. So it was by word of mouth and purchasing books and reading and listening to other stories. And then I had my kids and that's a whole nother issue. Um, <laughs> And then later on, when I came back to it now, it's just all over the internet. And I'm, I've gained a lot of good mentors, a lot of good guides. And I'm finally gathered my wings and I'm on my own. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about your connection with mystical creatures. Where did that start? I believe that we are just a portion. Some people believe in aliens. Some people believe in a lot uh, in Bigfoot. There's all kinds of things. I don't see why there couldn't be other beings that our vibration levels just can't seem to see. 
And that's where my belief comes from. I, I feel very, very close to mermaids in particular. It's my love of water. And of course, I believe in reincarnation. And with the reincarnation, hey, there's, I, I just feel that there's somewhere back there, I was a mermaid at some point. And a little bit of it just carried over to this lifetime. Awesome. They are. They, so do yeah, you, they tend to be very mystical and mysterious, and I like that about them. Yeah. Like, do you inter intentionally interact with that energy? I do. I do. I actually have a altar set up or a shrine, more correctly said, a shrine set up for the goddess Yamaya, and she is the goddess of the ocean. And I feel very close to her. I I can sympathize with her and I feel her when I do certain things. So that helps me. And her altar, is, her shrine is pretty much set up with mermaids and starfish and all kinds of ocean things. So tell me that goddess name again. I've never heard of her and I want to get to know her. Yamaya. Yamaya. Yes. Cool. She's she's one of the African goddesses. Awesome. I need to know her. Yes. I think everybody should. She has a sweet, motherly, nurturing sense of her, much like the ocean does. Everybody feels so at home. Most people feel so at home at the ocean. But we also know the ravaging effects it can have when it gets angry. Right. And that's kind of like a mother does. A mother, hey, she's sweet and she'll coddle you. But when she gets angry, yeah, you kind of want to get out of the way. <laughs> so how did you get introduced to her energy? It was, I went on a trip to Puerto Rico. And I used to, like most witches, we carry our little gemstones and we carry our crystals and we carry all kinds of things. And I had a little pouch that just kept getting bigger and bigger with all the things I was carrying. And I didn't want to take it off ever. I never wanted to take it off. Went to Puerto Rico. I had it in my bathing suit top because I didn't want to have it dangling around my neck. I forgot it was there. I walk into the ocean and I'm playing in the waves and I lost it. And I came back and I was talking to someone. And I told them the story and they said, you know what? I think she might have taken it back. And I'm like, oh, and they told me her name. Oh, why'd she do that? <laughs> so then I went on an adventure to find out who she was and why she was that way. And I think it was her trying to get my attention. And that's when I started working with her. Super cool. So she was sitting like. Noemi, you need to start paying attention and taking intentional action, not just like playing anymore. Yes, yes. And that's exactly what I had been doing. I was playing. I was following the steps because before her, I had no real connection to any goddesses or any deities for that matter. And I just kind of, I was on the fence between the Abrahamic God and Christianity and what I was doing, and I didn't know how to bridge the two because I wasn't ready to let go of one, and I wasn't ready quite to run into all these other deities. And I didn't know. And so she was the warm, kind one that said, you don't have to. Ah. 
you don't have to let go of anything. The only thing you have to let go of is what society says is the right way. So she urged me to believe in it my own way. And that's what I did. And I, I feel so much better now with her and with my beliefs. That's super important. You know, like that whole idea of mm-hmm. forging your own path and being in alignment with you, not what some dude 2000 years ago said I was supposed to do. Like, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm too much of a woman. It's like, fuck that. I can't just, you know, follow what you say. Stop yeah, me. totally. <laughs> yeah. I've carried it on into my personal life also. I, I, I'm that way. Once she started, it was like a whole runway. I was like, wow. Yeah, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right. I don't have to listen. Yeah, you don't have to live by somebody else's rules. No. No. As a matter of fact, you don't have to live by any rules at all. Right. It's whatever you feel called yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Completely. I love that. So are there other deities that you feel connected with? I've worked with a couple here and there. Um, I worked, of course, I had a, a short sprint with Lilith. And that was... That was a fun one also. My husband is big into motorcycles. Oh, he's huge into them. I had never been on a motorcycle. (laughs) When I met him, that's when I started getting on them. And I was like, hey, this is cool. Well, one day, oh my gosh. One day he comes in here and he's like, that fucking whore. I'm like, who the hell are you talking about? Like, wound up a little, I see. Yeah, he was. He was, he was just so mad. Um, he's like the bike. Like, what'd she do? She won't start again. She's a fucking whore. And I'm like, well, stop calling her that. <laughs> he says, well, she is. I said, well, if you keep calling her that, I'm not going to be riding your fucking whore. And he just died laughing. So I said, that you got to give her awesome. a better name. <laughs> I'm like, you got to give her a better name. So. He's like, well, I don't know. I said, you know what? Lilith is kind of pretty. She's pretty bold and she doesn't listen really well to men. So how about that one? That's exactly what he called her. I love it. At that that moment, I'm like, you know, I better start looking at this one. And she gave me, when I started working with her, she gave me so much confidence that I went on and I purchased my own motorcycle and now I ride. (laughs) Woohoo! Yes. She's empowering. She's very empowering. That's awesome. I'm actually doing some work with with some of the Lilith aspects right now also. And I keep finding new layers. I'm like, yeah. I've been doing this work for decades and there's still so much more. Mm-hmm. It, I, I love the fact that every time you work with a deity, they they tend to find a new way to open up something within you that you didn't realize and then all of a sudden you're you almost seem like a new person because of what they're teaching you and what they're unveiling within you yeah and there's that moment of recognition that like oh this was within me i just hadn't let it out or accepted it or whatever your your block is exactly exactly it it comes that aha moment where you're saying 
wow, I am bold, I am confident, or I am vocal, or I am sexy, or I, uh, whatever it is, it's all these things that you have within you that for, hey, for better words, society has said you can't be, or you aren't, and we've yeah. repressed it. Shadow work is so important in that aspect also. I'm most entertained by society's, like, limit they want to put on women like oh you can't be so loud oh you can't be so whatever um, yes yeah no I'm doing whatever I want if it yeah me, I'm I'm problem. sexy I'm vulgar I ride I ride a bike I fish I hunt I'm doing whatever I want and there's no one that's going to tell me otherwise yes you are not too much. You are just amazing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I will not dim my light. You need a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yes. Sunglasses for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think that you have so many cool aspects of who you are and what you do that like, we probably could talk for days. Oh, um, my. Oh, my. I, my my interests are so varied. Like I said, it's the kayaking, the motorcycle, the boating, the fishing, the hunting, the canning, the food preservation. I'm a mild prepper, of course. Um, I, I, I Tattoos. I just started getting into getting very wild with them. They're all over my hands now, where before I was so professional and no, we can't do that on our hands. I'm getting ready to do the ones on my face. And it's like, no, that wasn't, but I'm doing it all. I'm not afraid oh. anymore. I'm going to go out with a bang. Even my what? dreadlocks. I, I I think your dreadlocks are spectacular. <laughs> Thank um, you. I want to know what kind of tattoos you're going to get on your face. Ooh, well, I actually, right now I wear, I paint a bindi on my face every day with kumkum powder from India. Do you use the same design? Sometimes. Sometimes I go a little wild with it just for fun, um, <laughs> just because I'm not supposed to. Um, <laughs> but it makes people stare. And hey, if you're staring, that means I've made an impression. So I do that every day. And for me, it's a way I charge my third eye chakra with the sun hitting that kumkum powder. And I'm like, you know what? I should just get it permanently there. But then I went down the rabbit hole of Pinterest <laughs> and found so many amazing tattoos. So I'm thinking of doing the like a nice design on my forehead and then bringing it down my chin and into my throat. Oh, cool. So yeah. I'm hitting a bunch of chakras along the way, too. Yeah, I'm just going to get them all. Get that crown up in the top hairline, get the, the third eye, make it, bring it down into the throat. And if I get real adventurous, I might be able to hit the heart, but ow, the pain. <laughs> it's not that bad. You know that. <laughs> and if it, if it is, it's not going to stop me. I don't think so. <laughs> it might take me a little longer, but it's not going to stop me. <laughs> I can't wait to see how they turn out. Well, on Saturday, we'll chat about who your favorite artists and stuff are because I'm looking for a new one, but that's a whole other <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yes, Saturday. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. 
So for those of you listening, Noemi and I are doing an in-person event on Saturday where she is going to be one of our readers and I'm super excited to meet her in person and see her magic. But uh, sorry for those of you out there listening, that probably happened weeks ago now when it's being released. But if you pay attention, maybe you can catch us both at another event somewhere. I'm hoping so. Pay close attention. It might just entice her to do another one. Yes, we'll see. Yeah. Um, So I want to talk about how you integrate your magic into the aspects of your life, like on a daily basis, because that's one of the things that I find really interesting. And Everyone has a different process. Of course, I do the morning coffee or tea and I stir with intention and I stir clockwise or what have you. Um, But before I cook dinner or before I cook any meal, I light a candle on my kitchen counter. And to me, that fire, that flame represents the hearth. And I'll say a little chant. um, And any food that I prepare at that point is blessed and is empowered and is touched by magic awesome so i do it in the kitchen i do it in my laundry room as i put clothes into the wash um i enchant it with removing negativity and removing gossip and removing ugliness and then as i throw it into the dryer with some fabric softener sheets and i infuse goodness and protection into every fiber as it rolls around in the dryer Um, me, myself, I keep things like lemongrass in my wallet. Um, every once in a while I'll go through and I'll wash down the doorways. I keep water under my bed to absorb negativity throughout the night. Um, if my husband's going on a ride, I usually go over and I'll wash him down with Florida water to keep him protected. When we go on long trips, I will write a sigil on the hood of the car. So it's little things like that that I do daily as an everyday part of my life. I try to keep magic alive in every aspect because magic isn't something that we put away on the shelf. Because when you put it away, it diminishes. It's kind of like trying to keep a tasty cake uh, (laughs) in the cupboard. After a while, it gets stale and goes bad. Use it. That's a great analogy. I love that. <laughs> Cake doesn't stay in my cupboard very long. <laughs> well, but it sounds like you're just you. You have intention around the things that you do, and yes, that's, that's part of honoring the process of doing things. Yes. Yes, I have to honor the process. I have to honor the magic. I have to honor my ancestors. Every morning they get a cup of coffee. And it's that important to me that I love the fact that even my husband has started doing it. I stopped smoking, so I'm not drinking as much coffee anymore. And so I forget sometimes, but he gets up at five o'clock in the morning and makes himself a pot of coffee and he'll go over to the the ancestral altar grab their cup, rinse it out, and give them a fresh cup of coffee. I love that. he That's how much he knows that the magic in the household is so important to me. 
they all get fresh water every day. It takes me longer to do my shrines than it does to, for me to get ready. <laughs> Between lighting candles or lighting incense for all of them, getting them all a fresh cup of water from the fridge, um, lighting tobacco for my ancestors and giving them coffee, putting the kumkum powder on Lord Shiva and Lord Ganesh. It, it takes me longer to do all of that. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you feel like you have input from your ancestors about the processes that you use? Daily. Cool. How do they come through for you? I know things without knowing them. There's times when I'm like, this is what I need to be doing. How the fuck I know that? I don't know and don't ask, but this is what we have to do. Or I love the ones where you get direction. You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah, (laughs) I've gotten that. Oh, boy. a good one for me. One day I was in the kitchen. I take care of my mom and she's like, I'm hungry. I'm like, me too. I'm going to make some cream of wheat. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. We're eating cream of wheat. But I go into the kitchen. I make her the cream of wheat. I come out and I give it to her. And she's like, this tastes like my mom's. I'm like, oh no, I just put it together. <laughs> so it's those moments where I know she's touching me, my grandmother. and. My my grandfather were very, they were healers in their town. So they come through a lot. Awesome. I was, I was fortunate enough to gain. So they, they're buried in Puerto Rico. My grandmother, we know where she's at. My grandfather, we're not quite sure. Mm. I was able to get my uncle to get me some of the dirt from her plot oh. and send it to me. Now she died probably 40 years ago. But I got some of that dirt and I have it in a little charm and I carry that around so that I physically have her with me also. Um, but I do get those little whispers in the ear saying, this is what you need to do now. So were they, were they in a village where healing was more accepted rather than you know the mainstream bullshit that we deal with? Here a lot. I hate to tell. I hate to tell you, girl, but it's <laughs> okay. In the Hispanic culture, mm-hmm. we've got it easy. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> the way that they have the mainland has to. I'm from Puerto Rico originally. The way that they make you separate. Christianity and religion and all of that and make it so taboo, the witchcraft part of it, the spells, the healing and all of that is so taboo and it's so bad and sinful. Whereas on the Hispanic side, it's actually very common. It's normal. It's natural. It happens. It's the way of life. You know, Um, my grandparents were very religious they love the Lord, you know, that kind of thing. They read their Bibles and they, they sang their Psalms, but they went and used hands-on healing, you know, and love it. It, it. it's a beautiful thing. My mom, if I have to say who my biggest supporters are and who edges me on to keep going, it would be my mom and my husband. Beautiful. I read, my mom will tell me, did you bring your cards today? <laughs> I love it. Or, or she'll remind me, bring your cards tomorrow. We need to do one. Um, I do Reiki on my mom and she feels, she awesome. says she feels great by it. So 
I am so supported, empowered, and encouraged by my ancestors, regardless of what I believe, uh, because in that culture, it's so widely accepted. I'm looking at my altar, my shrine right now for my ancestors, and I have a Virgin Mary on there. Um, so for us, it's, yeah, they they were able to practice both without being ostracized. That's beautiful. I would love to see that available to so many more people across tons of cultures. I agree. I agree because the fact that societies tend to say you have to do things this way and just leave people alone and let them do it their own way. Uh, I have to admit, I feel such sympathy for Christian witches. They they get so much shit. Uh, and I wish that it would stop and they would realize it's not the religion that did it. It's the people that do it. Right. Let them believe what they want. Well, and, and I feel like someone is honoring the energy of whatever intention they're creating through their ritual. That's not different than no. the basis of religion. And how many people consider themselves to be religious and then they're absolute pieces of shit when they walk out the church door? Oh my God. <laughs> I think the, the line's endless on that one. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> It does not end. They are just the worst people. My God. And then you get the ones where everybody's so scared of them. I mean, and coming from my husband's motorcycle lifestyle, no, don't go near them people. And they are the kindest, softest, gentlest people in the world. You know, they, they put these stereotypes on them and the worst ones are the supposed good ones because they go to church and they attend and they do this and do that. And then they're off being the biggest hypocrites on earth and I hate it. So I'll tell you a quick, funny story. Uh, I was recently interviewed on a podcast and the first question the girl asked me was whether I grew up in a religious house or not. And I had to think about it for a moment because like I went through all of the like normal Christian milestones. Like I was baptized and, you know, like went to Sunday school a, a couple times and I said, but my godmother's a lesbian and my godfather's a biker. So I don't know if that really fits their mold. <laughs> a lot of my habits now stem from the religion I was brought up in, which was Mormon. Ah. Exactly. <laughs> so cool. Random, rando fact of the day. The guy who started the Mormon church is from the town that we're having our event in on Saturday. Really? Joseph Smith. <laughs> that is Never. so neat. Bring that is so circle, neat. right? Yeah. See, we just talked about this the other day. Synchronicities. Um, yeah. Uh, the whole thing. Religion has its place. If you can take out the the prejudices of people yeah. and it's the people that ruin it because the belief systems are okay. If they are just left to their own, the Mormons taught me about storage of food and prepping and, and taking care of things. And they also taught me that 
what you believe on Sunday, you should also believe it on Saturday night and Friday day and Wednesday. You should believe it every day. And I think that's where I get my, I want to live my magic. Well, and I, I, I see real value in that because like, why not? operate under a belief system that you genuinely believe in not just a hat that you put on one day a week because somebody told you to exactly exactly i don't need that i don't need anyone telling me when i should practice or shouldn't if i want to sit down and light a candle for this altar today i'm allowed to and i should be able to if i want to stir my food and put a sigil on the bottom of my pie i'm going to do that you know it should be all the time and always thought about. Keep it keep intention all the time, following the moon phases and, and knowing, okay, it's new moon. I got to set a new goal for this month and, and following through every day, doing a little bit towards it, knowing that magic isn't just a pill you take. It's not take the red pill or take the blue pill. It's take the pill and do a little bit of work with it. And you, your intentions will be, will be heard and they'll come to fruition if you just put a little effort into it. I love it. So you have such a, a, a cool, unique wealth of wisdom and knowledge to share with people. And I understand you're starting to do that more and more, right? Yes, I am. I love it. Where can people find you if they want to tap into that? I'm actually, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's Noemi Beachy on both of them, actually. Noemi, the spiritual guide on both of them. And if they look there, they can also find a phone number to reach me so that I ha- I've had clients who will text me and be like, hey, I-, I need a quick five minutes. And I'm like, okay, and we'll chat for a little bit. And they'll be like, I'm good now. I'm like, okay, you go ahead. Um, <laughs> Because sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes they hear those voices and they hear those thoughts and they're not quite sure where it's coming from. They're starting to hear the guides or the goddesses and gods kind of talk to them and touch them. They're not quite sure what it is and they'll come to me. So that's how I can be reached at all times is Facebook, usually Facebook. We'll leave a link to your profiles in the show notes too so people can easily find you. That is it without having to stray from here. Yes, that'll be great. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm overjoyed at the opportunity and opportunity of meeting you on Saturday and being able to coincide some work with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, I'm just, I'm giddy. I I'm like, my I people. Am. Yes, it's so good to be with a tribe. Yes. Thank you for listening this week. I'll see you next week. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 